I'm Peter Callis with Valor Martial Arts, and you are listening to the SME Stories Podcast. You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the show. We have a great episode today with Pete Arcalis. He's the owner, coach, and head trainer of Valor Martial Arts and Fitness based out of Markham, Ontario, Canada. Pete's been training in the art of Muay Thai kickboxing since 1998 in Toronto. He was an active competitor from 1999 to 2008, where after that he began teaching Muay Thai in 2004 and coached many athletes to championship accolades in Canadian Muay Thai. Pete holds a lot of certifications. He is uh, a crew or instructor in the Canadian Amateur Muay Thai Association of Ontario. He's also an instructor at the World Amateur Muay Thai Association of Canada. He's also a licensed cornerman in the Quebec Thai Boxing Federation, as well as the Ohio Athletic Commission. He's certified in first aid and CPR, and he's also certified in uh, autism spectrum disorder. He's ASD certified through Carey's Place. Finally, his last certification is he's Hi-Fi certified. Now, for those who are not familiar with Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi is Canada's quality standard for recreation and leisure programs. It was founded in 2001 by the Parks and Recreation of Ontario and is a national standard for children's recreation programs. Now, Pete and I have known each other for about 20 years. We first met working at Old Navy in Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. We both shared a love of the WWF, now the WWE, where before we would actually go to sports bars on Sunday nights to watch their wrestling pay-per-views. Now, he started Valor in 2019 to inspire community kids through the art of Muay Thai. Pete's a father with limitless stories that you're going to love. So sit back and absorb. All right. We have Pete Arcalis from Valor Martial Arts. Peter, how are you doing, my friend? How are you, Ken? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So Valor Martial Arts and Fitness, what's your story? All right. We opened in September of 2019. We're located in Markham. On the southwest corner of Markham in Thornhill, John and Leslie, Don Mills and John. We are a Muay Thai school with boot camp, and we also offer personal training. The Muay Thai programs that we offer are for kids and adults. All right, perfect. So you already hit my next question of what products and services you offer, so that was pretty good. So what have you noticed that's really made Valor Martial Arts very successful since you've opened? I think one of the things is uh, I really care about everyone that walks through our doors. Um, I live in this neighborhood. My kids go to school in this neighborhood. I care about our community. And I care about every single one of these kids that come in and I'm going to give the best Muay Thai, all the, all of the benefits that Muay Thai has to offer. We're going all in on these kids, everyone that comes in and onto our floor. Well, that's really good to hear. It's nice to really value the community and really try to help out others. I think that's a really big thing that not a lot of people know about some business owners is they actually are there to help somebody or help certain people, which is good to know. So now you touched base. So how did you get this whole thing started? Now you said you started back in 2019. So what was the transition to 2019? Absolutely. I, I don't know if I've always been coaching Muay Thai since 2004. I left, I graduated university in 2004 and I've always coached. There hasn't been a year that I wasn't doing it as a, uh, as a post my nine to five thing to do. So I was always doing this. Um, I'd work my office job and then I'd, from whatever the hours after, I'd go in to go coach or do one-on-ones or training athletes. It, something involved in this sport. In 20, I want to say 2018, 
I was just, for lack of, fed up of working the nine to five and I wanted to just go all in. So came up with a plan, left my uh, cushy civil servant job in the, at the start of 2019 and we opened up September of 2019. Wow. And then COVID hit, unfortunately, right? And how has how has it affected your business? I know it affected a lot of small businesses, especially the small businesses. It didn't affect really a lot of the big box chain stuff. But how did you guys deal with it, and how did you guys adjust? Because you guys are still around, which is great, because a lot of places are closed, right? So every everyone had to go through this. Unfortunately, it sucks. But uh, the way that we went around it is, I so we were closed on the sixteenth. We had March break that year or that day, and. Uh, it was the first day of March break. And by the end of the day, all the parents were picking up their kids. So refund everyone's March break money. Remember when they said they were like, it's only going to be a few weeks. So we acted quick by March 26th or 27th. We started doing test classes on Zoom. And then from that on out, we just did online classes all the way through. We stopped online at the end of July of this year. Oh, really? We were doing online last year when we were available. We, we started having outdoor classes. I don't, I want to say July. We were able to open again August 4th of 20. So up until before that, it was just whatever we could do online. God bless. Thank you. All the people who came and joined us online. We love you. We miss you. Love to see you. But yeah, that, that's what we did. And then there was a lot of start and stop, but every time that we reopened, we came back stronger. There's more people who knew about us, more people in the neighborhood who are coming in and checking us out. So we're still here. Keep on going. Let's hope crossing our fingers for no more lockdown. Yeah. So we'll get something. And like you said, fingers crossed, because I feel like the unfortunate victims of this whole thing, aside from certain industries, you know, like the travel and some of the restaurants, I feel the small business took a huge punch in the gut. And for a lot of it, I find that they didn't really do anything wrong. They were following all the rules and they were slammed for following the rule. Yeah. Which is yeah. very unfortunate, but I'm glad you guys are still around. And, uh, thank you. and I think we you appreciate very, that. So what kind of like sales growth do you think you'll be expecting within, within this year or maybe the next year? So we're planning on definitely like most of our classes are younger. Our kids' classes are almost all full. So where I would like to see a little bit more growth this year is in our adult program. My, as as much as you know, this coach version of B since opening Valor has always been with just the kids from 19 onwards. That's been more of the, uh, the role that I've been, that I've been in, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I've actually, my, my start in this was coaching athletes yeah. into amateur sport. So I would still love that opportunity to do it again. We, we have a lot of talented, um, people in our adult class that I think could do really well. And again, that's where my expertise originally is. So I think you'll definitely be able to really bring in the people that needs to come in. So do you plan on even expanding or anything? Maybe opening up a few locations or maybe that's within the next five years, five, 10 years kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing would be to, to make this spot a little bit bigger or moving to a bigger spot or expanding where we have, you're always on the table, but yeah, definitely on the, I don't want to stay stagnant. I want to keep going. Exactly. No, that's great. So for those of you who've never actually run a gym or a martial arts facility, like what is the actual biggest expense that you guys actually spend on? For us right now, it's just the space. 
Because once we have everything set up, once we've purchased all the bags and the weights and whatever strength and conditioning equipment we have, that's already all set up. It's just, it's just the rent. It's the biggest, it's the biggest thing. And I, I, I don't know, circling back to pandemic, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember at the start of this, they did provide us rent relief. Thank you for that federal government. It wasn't a lot, right? So it'd be like 65% plus a top up, but then 60, where's the remaining 35%? or less, whatever, if you get your top up, where's that going to come from if I'm not even allowed to be open, but it is what it is. Rent is our biggest expense. Yeah, pretty much. I can imagine because it is the space and it's not like you can run like as much as as successful as your Zoom classes were. That wasn't the original intention, right? Because you wanted to put a lot of your capital into setting up the space. And I know the viewers can't see this because it's more mainly an audio one, but maybe I might throw the video up there in the, in the future, but you got some nice colors, the big sign there. So it's, that's where a lot of the of this stuff came from initially. So you didn't meant it wasn't meant to be an online, you know, model, right? It was meant to be an in person. It was a brick and mortar model. Yeah, right? it's it's definitely this sport is much better experience in person. I bet there are people who who become great successes doing tutorials and working in their garage or in their basement. My opinion is this is more fun when there's actual instructor there of uh, partners to work with. I say that and, and I've been working out all by myself all year. Like I haven't had any training partners and I've had moderate success with it. <laughs> like just rounds on rounds, but it's best with other people. Exactly. Because as much as YouTube is an awesome resource to learn a lot of things, I could watch a lot of videos on Muay Thai and I could try to get my strength conditioning up, but watching a bunch of videos does not mean I can walk into Pete's gym and say, okay, Pete, I'm going to be a pro. Let's go kind of thing where if there's, because especially with any kind of martial arts, it's a very dynamic thing, right? A fight is a fight. It's dynamic. It's not, they're going to throw certain combinations and then you're going to throw certain combinations. It's a strat, it's a chess game. So you can get maybe some technique and conditioning done online where you can at least follow it. But the actual, like you said, the rounds and the rounds of sparring and whether you're getting hit or not or anything, it's, it's just a different story, right? I feel bad for my friends in the grappling arts. Who yeah. Have to grapple body pillows and <laughs> put filled dummies for a year and a bit. So the funny thing is, oh. I'm studying Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right now. And I call her Mrs. K to the listeners. They know her. They know the Mrs. K story. And she's almost like one level away from a blue belt. So oh, good for her. She's very feisty and she really enjoys it. And I got her involved in it because for our, when our kids were going to a, a school based out of Ajax, it was doing Muay Thai and and uh, jujitsu and the professor and for those who know professors that's like the sensei or the head instructor of jujitsu his wife was running a women's class and we're there to watch her kids and then he just ended up walking up to my wife he's what are you doing the kids are fine won't you go in the ring over there so she started trying it and she loved it and but the pandemic was tough because especially for the grappling arts like you said we tried i tried to be a training partner for her for jujitsu where she's like, okay, now I want you to, cause I was trying to be loose with her so she could practice her technique. She's like, come on, man, can't you be heavier? Then I yeah. laid flat on her and she was sucking wind after that. So she's like oh. <laughs> having trouble getting me off. And of course, uh, while she's there, I'm just kissing around her forehead and just messing with her while I'm <laughs> on top while she's trying to work her escapes. I'm like, you told me to be heavy. <laughs> That's just unfortunately the way it was. But yeah, especially with Jiu Jitsu, now my kids do that. And it's a good martial arts, but they also love the Muay Thai as well. So 
If we Hi. definitely move out to the Markham area, we'll definitely be reaching out to you on that and my friends. So. For sure. I appreciate that. Hey, as she goes up, as she's getting blue, she's getting purple. You're done, eh? I'm pretty you're much done, done now. So. You're done. Oh, you're done now. Okay. I'm good, done now. She tries. She, she's it, very strong. Very strong. So for five, very strong. So, sorry, go but I digress. In terms of back to running your gym. So what is a certain expense that those of you, for people who don't know the industry are surprised that, oh, wow, you actually have to pay for that. Or that's an expense that we never even thought about. Because I know every industry is a little bit unique. Great question. So somebody coming in thinking like, what's, I mean, there's every expense serves its purpose. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to try to go through a list of some of the expenses, such as hydro, electricity, there's your bank fees, there's your interest fees on your cards. We have, there's Netflix and Disney Plus on our TV here for the, the kids. Sometimes the parents are doing classes. Huh. There's our, our membership software, um, which is, that's how we do our automatic payments and put our members into this system. That's the thing. And that's tiered. So as you get more members, your price goes up as well. So that could be something that somebody really didn't factor into. Let me think of what else. Um, like on a monthly? No, no, just general. Thing? Just in general. Because I think there's a lot of, I think some people can think, okay, yeah, rent is going to be expensive and maybe some cost of goods or whatever things you get. I got one for you. Um, right. And as we get bigger, this is going to go up more. Is is our staff. The kids having a great time teaching them some cool moves, inspiring them to be strong on the floor, keep pushing when things get tough. I think they get paid pretty well. Now, it's not like a full shift pay if you were to go to work three hours, but for the 45 or the one hour that getting paid, I think it's it's pretty well. And one of the things that I want to do for them, that's with everyone that ever comes here, is as our programs increase in number, I want to compensate them accordingly so it, it won't be out of the question for a person to be working an hour class or let's say they do two in a row and they're an assistant and both to be getting paid well above industry standard i, I believe they deserve it wholeheartedly um, yeah. most of the people that come here are from this neighborhood they're they all live here i mean let's all get go on the up and up together yeah i think that's for my previous guests as well a lot of it is they're all about wanting to make sure the staff are compensated either at or or above the standard because that's how you're going to maintain the loyalty to your business. Not even just loyalty, like just being a good person in general. Hey, if this ever comes to a point where we're good life and I, I or <laughs> something like that, you're pulling good life numbers and I don't even talk to anyone anymore, like just put me out back because I, I don't ever see myself. I, I want to take care of these people all the time. I was afforded opportunities to work at places too. So I know what that's like. Absolutely. So in terms of uh, the next, next question is about your social media. And like, I know you have a great fa- you have a great website, you get your Facebooks going, like how important do you find social media is to your business and what kind of tools do you use? I know I touched on a few things already, but. Absolutely. You want to have some sort of presence up there. You want to let people know what's going on. And it seems just it's people are here a lot of times of their day. Right. Yes. So you want to be a part of that in one way, shape or form you, via story, via post or, or something. You just want to let people know that you're here and that you're available. They ever need anything. Yeah, no, it's good to know. So the next set of questions is going to be more about the industry itself. So you can talk about the Muay Thai or the fitness industry in general. 
where the current, where's the industry going right now, in your opinion? Great question. In terms of, I think online's here to stay still as an option, just in case we ever have to move into that all online world again, that's always an option that's here to stay. I think, I, I don't know what the competition scene is like yet. I haven't. So in regards to the actual competition, I don't who's active or what leagues we're even allowed to become associated with. So on that, I can't comment on that. No. Okay. Uh, in terms of the fitness industry, I think right now, one of the things that's pretty big is, uh, like group classes with stations, stuff like that. That's really big. We've always been doing that. So I, whenever I see something come out like that, I'm like, oh, we've been doing that class since 2004, <laughs> but just in the different forms to like station. It's just, it's just not marketed as much as it is lately, right? They're doing a great job. There. I think we are moving more into, I think because with the success of mixed martial arts, UFC, mm-hmm. I, I think that more people are going to know about kickboxing, boxing, Muay Thai as a form of exercise. Yeah. Have you looked into potentially adding more services to your thing? I know your core is the conditioning and the Muay Thai kickboxing and the kids classes. Have you looked into offering up another, an additional service to complement it, whether it's the jujitsu or the wrestling or even just regular straight up boxing? I'm not too sure if that's something you've considered. No, great question. Me personally, I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to do Muay Thai. I'm going to do continue to do boot camps uh-huh. and I'm going to continue to do personal training. I've, there's a lot of free time during the day. The space is available. I've been wanting to, to get a, was Zumba or a yoga. Mm-hmm. We do have trainers who come in and rent the space, but it's not uh-huh. like it's all throughout the day kind of thing. If I could fill up those hours with an independent trainer who'd be wanting to come in off hours. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I'd love to offer up a yoga or Zumba. But, but it's you, gotta be somebody that's that does it. Not me personally. I'm right, gonna stay look, in my life. You're telling me you're not a yogi by any means? I I've done okay, so check this out. Funny story is I've I'd like to say I have about a year of yoga mm-hmm. because every time my I take over my wife's yoga account, so she'd buy X amount of months or whatever, but then she got pregnant, so she she just stopped going. And then so I take over. So I have about a year of yoga. So for both kids, that happened. So I took over the yoga. <laughs> so yeah, when people think I got a pretty good dancer pose. There you go. <laughs> All right. Dancer yeah. pose. Awesome. But you, I think you talk, you brought up a good point though, right? Because I think that's very creative in certain ways because there's some martial arts studios or fitness studios that only stick to one. And uh, the fact that you're renting at your space as well, like every so often, like you said, whether it's they want to use for a bit of time, but that's still extra revenue coming in, which it gives some potential ones who maybe are running an operation to think, okay, what can I better use this for? Because when I was a personal trainer back then, uh, when I was doing private practice, I didn't have a, a studio. So I would go to different studios and say, hey, let me rent. Mm-hmm. I have a few sessions coming up. Let me just rent it out just for the time. And assuming it, it works with them, that, that mm-hmm. was a very good uh, revenue stream for these owners. So I think that's a really good idea that, that you do that. And maybe, hey, if that's the approach that you might take on a short-term or temporary basis until you see some great, great growth, then, hey, more money to you. As, as, I'm all about people making money, man. So that that's great. So as I, yeah, absolutely. Because I, when I wasn't with any gym, I was just kind of like freelance personal training. I would have different places across where, depending on where in Toronto you were, I'd have a gym yeah. where they live. I'd have a gym that I, I'd have keys to that I could train people at. Yeah. I'm thankful for the opportunity to those gym owners. So <laughs> I want to be able to do the same. And there, there are a few trainers that come in. There's a boxing coach that comes in. There's somebody who does like 
stretching. So what are the common misconceptions people have about the industry you're in? That it's for bruisers only. Bruisers? Or, oh, do you know what I mean? Oh, I, but I don't want to get beat up. Nobody's here to beat you up. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. That they think that they have to compete right when they join, um, that they think that it's, they're going to come home with black eyes. No, it's not that at all. Yeah, I find a lot of gyms are, are very much into, you don't have to, right? I think it's like you walk oh. into the gym, you're not expected to strap on gloves and start fighting an experienced fighter right away. If your goal is fitness, then they're okay with that. But if your goal was saying, I want to be a pro fighter, that's a totally different level yes, altogether. Sure. And a lot, I for think sure. from some studios too, like they actually almost have like a six month wait of before you can even spar with someone, you know, the, to observe you just in regular class. And if you're showing interest, because I guess it's true, like you're only as good as your training partners. So if you keep hurting your training partners, no one wants to work with you, right? It, that's coach's discretion too. Somebody, yeah, too. if you ask any coach or if, if somebody came up to them and like, I'm going to be a pro fighter, coach <laughs> is, it's show me then and show up every day. Go, But usually I, I think a coach, if somebody said that to them on day one, I think the coach will probably roll the rise. I can't speak for everyone else, but I would 100% roll my eyes. And I have, because yeah. there are people who come in here all the time. I can't finish the warm up. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. for those who've never tried like f to become a fighter before, it's a whole level. It's a whole different level of conditioning than your average fitness class that you would know you would go to. Because they're almost expect you're almost doing more for longer periods of time. Because that's almost like a requirement in a fight. It's I guess it's difference between being in shape and being in fight shape. Would you agree to that? Yeah. It's definitely different if you don't, if you don't do anything and you don't have a base level of, of conditioning, it, would, it <laughs> depends on what, what you're doing too. But yeah, if, if you're not in shape, what are we doing here? <laughs> maybe being, maybe take the boot camp for a bit and really start getting your level conditioning up, get your technique stronger. And then maybe that's something. And if you don't mind getting hit, because there's some people that, you know, they look really great hitting pads in a bag. But when yes. you're dealing with a live dynamic person in front of you, they're not going to take yeah. kindly to you hitting them. So without expect a receipt, right? I, I, I would say show up every day and please your coach. There you go. That's what I, that's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a, a, a competitor. Exactly. No, that's great. So our last question on this industry here, what has been your biggest failure? But in second half, what is your biggest success so far? Walk. It's a great one. I'm going to talk about the, the success first and then okay. we'll, we'll go back to that one if I could think of the, the biggest success is just being present in this community. I might, I, I was mentioning earlier, my kids go to school here. There's a school right beside theirs. So there's a public and Catholic school. They're right beside each other. And okay. we have tons of kids from both schools who come here. There's another school little west to here, tons of kids from there. There's a school a little northwest to here. So check this out. During success, whatever you want to call it, but during, I would say spring of this year, we were locked down. I believe we closed again at the end of March of mm -hmm. this year. And then we closed until July. But wow. I, I, I did a lot of walking <laughs> during this time. And everywhere I walk in this neighborhood, we'd run into somebody from the gym. Oh, yeah. 
they'd be out, parent would be out doing something or it, that's, that's the best part. Cause then it's, yeah, this is what I did this for. Not for people to say hi to me, but you know what I mean? To, to be in the community, be present in the community and uh, to be that option for them. This could be like going back to answer some of the other stuff, but I 100% believe that Muay Thai should be a leading option for martial arts for parents. When parents think of martial arts for their kids or self-defense for their kids, they're going to come up with what? Which martial arts would you come up with right away? They might think karate. They might think of certain things. Taekwondo. Taekwondo, yep. Things that have been here for a long time. You sign your kid up for music, let's say piano, maybe a swimming, a soccer, or other team sport. We have all these great options in the neighborhood. There's dance, there's I want to be the martial arts option, but I don't want it to just, I, I want it to be Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So I want your sign up. I want you to sign up your kid for Muay Thai because I personally believe, and I'm a little biased, but <laughs> it's going to be one of the best ones for your kid for the striking arts. Right. For the striking arts. So you were talking about, but what do I, maybe where do I see myself also in the future is that we've got it as martial arts, right? So mm-hmm. Valor Martial Arts, it doesn't say Valor Muay Thai right now because it does leave the door open because my daughter was doing judo for a bit. Right before oh, really? I have, oh, I love it. I, I love <laughs> it so much. So it, and one of my friends is about to be a black belt. He's going to start oh, wow. a club here once he turns into a black belt. So you, you, you were saying, am I going to do all this? I'm not, but other people are. Other people who are driven to start their own programs, our space is available for you. So yes. I would love to have judo here again. I would love to have put my daughter in it. I, I wish I could take her there and watch her. It was like one of my greatest joys watching this girl do judo. But uh-huh. I, I, and it, I will have it here eventually. Nice. But what were you talking about again? Your biggest uh, <laughs> success and biggest challenge yeah, or so, failure. Yeah, the biggest success is, yeah, I just want to be a part of this neighborhood. I want it to be the leading option. I want people to think Muay Thai. I don't want you to think about Billy Blanks. From the nineties, and I, I don't want to think yes. about or or that fancy drink, Shakeology or something. I don't know. M- Mai Tai, Mai Tai, they offered the, the, no, <laughs> the drink. People will go. What oh, is Mai it? Tai. What is it that you do? So, anyways, <laughs> I want yeah, I want Muay Thai to be a leading option for martial arts for parents when they think of it for their kids. Yeah, no, that, that's good to hear. Yes, yeah. biggest failure. I I would not anyone's fault i wish if we went straight through september 2019 to december 21 of where we are right now i think we'd be a lot further down the line right if we were able to continue straight and that was a a very but i'm we're all going through it but that's that one sours me yeah i think it hurts a lot of people unfortunately but you said you guys are still surviving and you're doing and you're flourishing, right? So the fact that you might be offering other things and, and you guys are still here, like I said. So now I'm going to ask you some questions that are basically more for someone who potentially will want to get into a similar industry as yours, whether it's from the fitness side or the competitor side, or just like you said, opening up a gym or something. So some of these questions could be, or there might be a current operator that just really wants to pick your brain from it. So they're like saying, so should I diversify my service offerings to attract more clients? Okay, so I'm going to preface all of this with Every now and then I meet up with my cousin who is, who runs a very successful school with hundreds of students. I meet up with a friend who's got two schools, uh, also in the hundreds of students. I, I try to get a lay of the land 
what I can expect when I hit certain milestones. And right. these people have been so helpful, just even picking their brain. If I'm able to be in a position to offer to, sure, you could take my advice, but I'm only following what other people have done before me and are ad advising me on best practice, best things to do. If you are diverse in those, if you are master level, expert level in those areas, then yes, absolutely. I, I can offer bootcamp because I've been teaching bootcamp since 2004. I can offer to personal training because I've been doing that since 2004 and I can offer Muay Thai. So those are the ones that I do. So if you got three or more that you're good at, I don't see why not. But if you start going into something like I, if I started teaching Zumba, or whatever, it's not going to work. But yeah, absolutely. If you feel confident in your skills and your, to provide those services, 100%. Okay, no, that's great. So next question is, do I need to have competition experience to open, you know, a gym? Open a gym or be a coach? I'll just say opening up a gym. So I think there's great business managers manager type people who who have successful gyms i don't know i don't know who's out there right now there's so many mm -hmm. but i'm sure there are i'm sure there are in terms of being a coach i mean it would be great like I've, i'm starting to flip-flop on this one because there's some awesome coaches out there who were never successful like never had successful careers but they're as high level coach and they're coaching the best people in the world i don't know it, it's a tough one to say yeah sure it would be nice Okay. Well, you think it's good to know too, right? As long as, uh, like you said, because I think some people that might scare them off because saying, oh, I, if I don't have any titles or if I don't, if I haven't said I trained a certain world champions, I can't open my own gym or anything nah. like that. But unless that was nah. your goal, unless your goal is to actually only run like a fighter like gym, maybe it does help. But I think if you're, sure. if you're opening it up to, let's just say the regular public, you don't need to be a three, four time world champion in order to do that. So that's no, good to hear. I don't think so. Okay, Pete, I want to do this. I want to start my own business with this thing. What should be the first piece of equipment I should buy? Or maybe the, what, let's say, what is the first thing I should invest in? Depends on what the person is. How What's their demographic? Because I would say different things to different people, right? Okay. So for the average yeah. Joe that wants to start their own gym, what should be the first thing they should be? Are they, are they leaving a current job? to thing or are they have they always been doing it? again every it's so it's so situational but yeah. one thing that i would do is just make sure that you're set for you you have a solid plan make sure that you have a solid plan um that you have plan b's and c's i didn't expect the, the pandemic nobody did so we had to like shoot 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 in different spots like right away so those that but yeah have a solid b see chart your numbers correctly for at least a few years and make sure check keep checking in that you're always that you're always hitting them but i i would the plan the plan Just stick to the plan man you gotta <laughs> you gotta have a plan i guess maybe the first thing is to not invest all the money into fitness equipment too much when you, especially when you're just starting out if, if you find a deal though this is here's another thing i love it because I have friends in this industry and everyone's always just sending each other, yo, here's a deal. Here's a deal. This is crazy. So if you see a wicked deal on something anywhere, you swoop that up, even if it's not going to be effective in your business for another 
a little further down the line thing. If you see something, you, you snatch that up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so the deal should be, yeah. So whether it's equipment or whether it's a service provider that could be your insurance that's, that says, oh, I'm doing a special deal. Okay, great. Then maybe that should be something you should look into as well. Like Now, speaking of that as well, like uh, does your facility and like for anyone who wants to start their own gym, whether it's in Muay Thai or fitness, is there any special insurance that we would need, especially if you're conducting classes or if you're doing sparring or anything like that? Yeah, sure. So we're the company. We just were up for renewal just okay. now just have to deal with them yeah there's an insurance that we pay uh monthly or annually or whatever so yeah it's it's there it's one of the things that's in there all that stuff after we get it sorted is i to me it's just to set it and forget it yeah let me be me on the floor yeah and uh, <laughs> all that other stuff is i'm still a one-man show currently uh, yeah. hopefully soon we got somebody yeah i got it yeah, I'll I'll look, you're <laughs> Small business owners juggle a lot of balls. That's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, you're the coach. You're also the accountant. You're also the custodian. You're also the mar- the advertising marketing person. You're basically everything. What can I, can I tell you? This? Yeah, sure. We'll the keep custodian, the, <laughs> the custodian part is honestly some of the most relaxing. It's like it's like the most zen part of it. I was gonna, it, yeah. <laughs> It's just, I, Hey, I got to finish this cleaners. Hey, do you, have you read the book, Tim Grover? No, Jordan no. And Kobe's coach. No, which no. one is it? I don't know which one it was now. Yeah, I'm actually but he talked, oh, absolutely. He talked, he talks about the cleaners. He's like, you're either a, you're a cleaner, you're a closer. Anyways, he's like, the cleaners are basically the top dogs because they know what to do. They don't need to be told what to do. They're uh-huh. just going to go in and clean. So what I'm pretending, I'm just like, let's get it done. Get Thank it you. all done. So it's satisfying when the place is all nice. clean <laughs> at the end of the night. But yeah, more, a lot of hats, right? A lot of hats. So I guess the last question on this one is, so what is the best strategy for whether you're dealing, whether it's a non-play, non-paying client or a very difficult client that's part of your, that's, uh, that you're having to interact with? difficult i i i try to keep the the questions very general i don't want to go too in the weeds yeah but i no. kind of like to keep it so that everyone I mean, can... i've made some accommodation to people that but they they shouldn't i shouldn't accommodate it uh-huh. early on when you're in new business there were a lot of people who tried to take advantage of the space uh, me and being you and all that. They're not around. They're not around anymore. I've, I've had to put my foot down on certain, on certain people who were being a little toxic to others. Yeah. And I think that's what part of this podcast is to really educate those. So I guess like the strategy in your case is when to put your foot down, accommodate that makes sense. Yeah. But when it starts to impact others, what other kind of business owners have you interviewed for this? Oh, I've done. Let's see another martial arts studio, but then I've done, let's see, I have done some art studios. I've mm-hmm. done some people in the fitness industry as well. And I think I have a few that's in the, I guess, ice cream space. I got a makeup artist coming up. So nice. I got a, lo- a wide variety. I even got a chiropractor coming up as well. So okay. a lot of different, I, that's the thing. This podcast will go to touch every industry, not just niche, but you never know. Yeah. Like if there's ever a section where 
depending on my listeners, if they say we want more martial arts and fitness things, then maybe we'll do some a follow-up where I'll say, okay, I got Pete from Valor Martial Arts and Fitness. We're going to spend the next hour taking your questions. You give me all the questions you want to ask him. And then maybe we'll episodes like that where it's, I have all, I have a hundred questions, Pete. So here's what the listeners want to know. And then yeah. it'll be like that focus thing. So yeah, it's a lot of different stuff. I, I just think, I guess everyone will deal with a troubled customer every now, right? Yep. We're not immune to. No. But you know what? I just want to say to you that it's, it's very rare. Everyone who makes it here, who's here, they, everyone's been awesome. Right. They, they understand what's going on here. They know, they see what I'm, what I'm trying to do on the floor with these kids every time they see that I care. Everyone's been amazing. I, I think, honestly, let's say we've had hundreds of people. Currently, our, we've got a really strong member base. We're up in the hundreds now. Wow, uh, that's great. And I would say zero of them are toxic. Of that. Of, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Good. So we're going to hit the next segment here. We're going to talk about just more about your personal story. So what's your personal story? For sure. Do we talk about when we work together? Do we take it back that far? <laughs> you like can two, go. As, I, I always keep a lot of these questions very open. So you can <laughs> yeah. dive into whatever you want on that. I, I, I've been training Muay Thai since 1998. I started coaching in 2004. From 2007 to 2012, I was part of uh, Southside Muay Thai. Premier Muay Thai champs here. Yeah, we had a shirt. We, we bought a couple of shirts from you guys, I remember. Oh, yeah. So it hasn't been 20 years since we've seen each other. Yeah. <laughs> seen me from like somewhere. Did you come to any of the, did you come to Houston Alexander when we did? No, I think I was there when. Oh, you was... came to Carl. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I knew it was one of the seminars. So yeah, we got a great experience working with athletes from 20, start of 2012 to, I guess, end of 19. I was more of like a freelance coach. I, yeah. Condo gyms, parks basements. I, at that time too, I was able to coach a few guys, athletes for mm. fights, which was, was very difficult because mm. we didn't really have a home gym that we were based out of. Yeah. And these guys worked really hard at their road work. I'm a dad at two. I lived in this neighborhood since 2008, got married in my way. Nice. Kids were born in 10 and 13. So they're getting up there now. I'm getting up there. Where I know. Look, but, unfortunately, we're not spring chickens anymore, my friend. It's not like we were younger before. So, Ken, you know, do, do you remember when we had the keys, when I had the keys to that one gym that I was working at, that had a ring and you and I came up with a full <laughs> match that we did? I, I remember that. I remember that. And Dude, I rem- like, you threw me to the ropes a, and we did our own thing. There was like a thing with the knee against the, the yep. corner. and well, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I remember there was one move. I think it was, uh, you were giving me like a spine buster and I forgot <laughs> to exhale when I landed. And oh, as soon, no. as, you, as, soon as you, you slammed me. Oh, I had the no. wind knocked out of me. I was like, uh, uh, uh. oh man. And then I think you were looking, then you had this look on your face. I think you looked at, I guess my ex-girlfriend at the time. You looked like, oh, I think I might've heard him, but it was, we, we broke, we broke him. We broke him. But no, it was, I remember that. That was a, that was a very funny time for that. that. That was fun. That was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we used to go to, uh, I can't remember what, oh, geez, you remember the name of the bar that we used to go to monthly? It was when WWE shows would be showing on the, like the pay-per-views. I can't remember what it was. It was, was it the Applebee's? No, it wasn't Applebee's, but it was like a smaller sports bar. It was like, oh, I can't remember. Oh, real sports? I think, no, this was is it, a, was it on Eglinton? 
Yeah, yeah the one in Edmonton. Isn't that called Real Sport? No. no they call it something Sports else. Cafe. Sports Cafe. Sports there you Cafe. go. That's probably what yeah. it was. But yeah, we used to do that. that. Yeah. Was... We went there for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, let me get back to some of these other questions. I want to shoot out of time. I know you have that there. So in terms of your family, though, like when you wanted to branch out on your own, what was your family's view on entrepreneurship? Did Were they supportive? Were they hesitant? Were they scared? Were they all, all the above? My wife is amazing. She has to deal with all my psychosis. <laughs> and she, it's, she never wanted to push me, but she was always just like, oh, finally, you wait. This is her thing. Is she's like, you wait till everyone else tells you when I was telling you the whole time. Wow. So if I'll get swayed one way or another, and then she'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what I've been saying. So listen to your wife. But, but that's yeah, what, super supportive all throughout. Uh, that's, that's great. That's great. So what has been the funniest story that you've had running your... Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, the kids are awesome characters. They're just hilarious. But kids do say the, the craziest things sometimes. Every class, somebody's going to come up with something that's going to be memorable. You know what I mean? That'll <laughs> just, it'll play in my head every now and so if I'm doing something that'll kind of like that crazy character they're all amazing characters oh yeah that's the funniest thing ever dealing with them every day absolutely kids are not just your own kids but just kids in general they have almost they almost have no filter so they basically (laughs) tell you what's on their mind yeah they'll be like oh do you know what my friend hey is it about kicking we don't want to hear about it right now (laughs) so yeah no the funniest thing is just dealing with these awesome characters every day, getting to see them grow. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Happy especially, to play my part. Yeah, especially now that you're, you're going to be running this for a long time, just to see what that's going to be like, see how these kids develop over the time. So mm-hmm. now you're a husband, father, and an entrepreneur. How do you juggle all the balls to make sure that every part, every facet of your life has some level, some semblance of balance? There isn't. Yeah, <laughs> but it, there there isn't. We we try. I try to get in a daily workout. So this is, one of the things is that when I was doing this, like I'd work a desk and then I'd go out and coach again. Is that my kids would be like, I'd stop in, maybe grab a quick bite, and then I'd go take off. Oh, we never get to see you, and that was a big thing. That's burned in their memories from when they were young. Sucks, yeah. but now now that I'm a little closer, that the hours are still the same. Yeah. But I'm a lot closer now. So maybe it's just a thing where they think it's not that bad. He's only over there as opposed to he's not on the other side of the city right now. Right. There. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get in the daily workout after the gym's closed. My kids have a little bit of a later bedtime. We hang out. We can. If, if my son doesn't, isn't on playing video games or whatever, discording <laughs> with his friends. Then yes. We'll try to sneak in something. But that, that's good that you, that, so yeah, but that, that what's good is that as much as you grind, because some, some of the common misconceptions, and maybe it's not a misconception, is that, you know, why would you leave a 40-hour job to work an 80-hour job as the <laughs> life of a small business owner? But mm-hmm. the fact that you're still able to see them, like you said, it was challenging in the beginning where you're all over the place and you only got to see them a little bit. Now that you're living closer to them, it's, yes, you're still working, but there is still that quality time that dad is still there and that uh, my husband is still there. So it's not like you're totally absent and everything is being sacrificed. I think that's what some people are scared of is that what am I willing to commit to really make this thing successful? What do I want to sacrifice? And I think that's 
everyone has a balancing act of some way, shape, or form. It's nice to hear your side of it as well to say, here's how we balance it. It's still not easy, but it's still doable, which is really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I take that time for yourself. Take some time for yourself. I especially. All right. We're into more of the fun questions. We're almost done here. We're going to wrap it up soon. So these are the rapid fire questions. I'm going to try to shout off. These are only like five questions. We're going to see how right. it goes. All right. Oh so Pete, God. if you could be a personal assistant to anybody, who would it be and why? Oh man, dude, that's a, that's a, that's a tough, uh, you know what? I, I'll be a personal assistant to my wife. There you she's go. got so much on her plate. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if she's, because she's kind of like mine, so let's switch the roles, and I'd love to do all that stuff for you. I probably would fail at it, and then she'd <laughs> just be like, hey, get out of here. Yeah, I'll be my own assistant. You're fired, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome. All right. What is one habit you can't seem to quit? Oh, he's, now, for those who don't see this, he's actually holding up his phone. Yeah. Too much time on this thing, unnecessary. Even if I could just chop a little bit off, then I'd probably be better. All right. Perfect. All right. What is one subscription you have that you cannot live without? Business-wise, it's that membership software. I, mean, I could go with someone else, but any one of the, the streaming ones, any one of the streaming ones, just so I could pop in. And, and I, I friends would be like, oh, I don't really get those. But it's free. I'm like, yeah, sure. Disney, Amazon, Netflix, any one of those ones. I need it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not just for you, but also for the family as well and for the customers for sure. you have. So for sure. nice to see that. There's a lot of All good right. stuff on now, too. There's so much stuff to watch. I think Great that content. the problem that I have with all these services is that there's never enough time to absorb all the content. Right? Nope. Nope. Not at all. When I, when I used to have PVRs for when I used to have cable, I actually would, I was a big tennis fan. So I would like download, I'd try to record all the Wimbledon's US Opens. I had no time. So the championship could already be done and I'm still on the second round of oh. the shows. And I find now with everything, whether it's smaller content, which is only a few minutes or even like longer form content, which is like an hour to try to find time to be able to watch everything and to run your business and to try to be the best family man you can be or family person you can be, you never have enough time to absorb all the content anymore. That's my only, that's the thing with it. It's weird. Cause you're like, what, what's the thing that you couldn't live without? It's not like I'm sitting there watching with full attention either. Like it's on while yeah. I'm working. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. We have two more questions and then we can almost wrap yeah. this up. So have you ever eaten a whole, and I'm going to leave it blank because, but the original question was for like a Pringles tube by yourself, but I'm going to open that up. Have you ever eaten something, all of it? A whole pizza to myself? Yeah, absolutely. How big was the pizza? Small, medium? Or okay, so in, I don't know, pre, let's say 2002, 2003, um, we went to a pizza late at night and somebody ordered like an extra large. These are toppings I don't even normally get, like hot pepper, whatever else it had on. And they're like, hey, do you want this for five bucks? Because somebody ordered it and didn't come pick it up. And, and my buddy looked at it and we're like, get it. He's like, I'm not going to eat it. It's late at night. It's two, three o'clock. I was like, I folded that thing in half and I just I started. <laughs> wow. Yeah. An extra so, large pizza. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that was like the younger version of me too. I couldn't do that anymore. Do you also remember, those are like $2 Big Mac days, like where you could eat like oh, four geez. of them. Oh my God. I don't remember those two big, $2 Big Mac $2 days. $2 Big Mac. Let's say it was like $2 on Tuesday or something like that. Oh, uh, like a Tuesday kind of thing. I know the KFC had something like that. Yeah. McDonald's used to do it. 
two. I want to say early two Ks, but yeah, I can't I mean, do that anymore. Our hearts would explode if we actually tried <laughs> to eat that much. But uh, no, it's really good. So it's pizza. Great, great. All right, last rapid fire question. What is your theme song and why? Oh my God. You're walking into your gym or you're walking down the street. If there's music playing, <laughs> if people hear that song, they know Pete's coming down. Oh man. Depends on what's happening. But when you like, have, when, when there's like, you're walking with a purpose or you're on your way to do something. Yeah. Like there's no better theme song than when the glass breaks. Oh yeah. If, if you throw that on you and you're walking somewhere. For those of you who don't know, cold. that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme for Here, the WWE. Right, come on. That when is the, the most purposeful. Breaks. When the purposeful walk, getting ready get out to, there and do it. Getting ready to take care of business, man. That's a really good theme to have there. <laughs> what would yours be? Oh, geez, I don't know. I was a big fan of, and this is back to the rest. I actually like Triple H's theme. The game. The, the game one? With played by Motorhead. I actually yeah, used to yeah. play that in my head when I'm going to an exam in universities. If I'm taking the TTC to get to university and I had the the Discman, which people don't use anymore, I had, Discman, <laughs> I had the WWE disc on there. I would just loop that song just to get my mind into that zone of I'm getting ready to destroy this exam or whatever, Hi. just to get you going. So suffice to say, yes, we're wrestling guys in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> and it's still but do you resonates. see, like, so, like, the Stone Cold one applies to anything if you want to oh, take yeah. stuff serious. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> You can play that theme if your kids are supposed to be cleaning the house and you're starting to walk to where they're going to clean it. If the kids hear that, they're like, uh-oh, dad's coming. That's awesome. All right. Now, any Jen, any other, now we're at the last final questions here, Pete. Is there any advice you would give anybody to starting their own gig in some way, shape, or form? What a general advice would you give them? I'd go back to the plan. Make Come a plan. Come up with that plan. Come up with a plan. Another thing is that this is, I don't know which, which, where this general or which battle commander said this, but burn the ships. So if, if you're doing something and you're going to start something, start it all the way. Don't be, I do this part time. And then I spent, no, like you got to be that person. So burn the ships. It was the whole, the, 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 the battle commander burned all the ships and they were like, how are we going to get home? And they're like, you're not going home. Don't think of it like that. We're taking this right now. So don't be, don't have one foot here and one foot there. You got to go all in on, what you're being, believe in it, believe in yourself, have a wicked plan. Mm. And as long as you're following the plan, it's going to build your confidence. And you'll see that as you're checking off your boxes, it'll just make you better at this. You're going to become a better business person. You're going to become better working with people, better at all the little ins and outs that you have to encounter every day. But yeah, nice. just go yeah. all in. Nice. Great nuggets on that. And all right, final question, Pete, I guess, final plug for your website, any social media that you, oh, how can the you. listeners reach out to you? Thank you. Absolutely. Website is uh, www.valormartialarts, O-U-R, martialarts.com. It's uh, at Valor Martial Arts on Instagram and at Valor M-A-F-C on Facebook. All right. Peace. It's great chatting with you. And like I said, wish you continued success and your oh, okay. busy You're business the there. All Thank right. You. Thank you very much for having me on, man. All right. That was our interview with Pete from Valor Martial Arts. He's an awesome dude, a great friend, and he has a lot of experience running his business. I hope you learned a lot of things like I did. And uh, thanks for coming on the ride. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.